This podcast may contain adult themes and language and may not be suitable for those under 18. Please note that we are not professionals. Just individuals who have lived with addiction in many forms and have found support and relief through various means of therapy and recovery. We do not speak for and are not allied with any recovery or self-help program. All of the things discussed on this podcast are from our own opinions and from our own experiences. We're back with two here from, from insanity. insanity. All right. How are we today? I messed up the disclaimer. Wait, how? <laughs> it's fine. We'll leave it in. Yeah, it's good. Progress, <laughs> not perfection. <laughs> um, so vibes are off. Vibes what? are weird. They're a little wiggly today, I think. We had the most. Like, <laughs> when I tell you guys, it was a crime scene. <laughs> In our kitchen sink this morning. And it wouldn't drain. And it was... I mean, my hands still smell. I've washed them seven times. I have, like, I'm, like, considering... I'm considering dunking my hands in pure bleach. (laughs) Oh, God! I have, like... The taste of the smell in my mouth. Yeah, the taste of the smell. And I know and I, I know exactly what you mean. And it's like, <laughs> my dog wouldn't lick my hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my feet smell like it somehow. It's because it on top of the sink being a crime scene, um, our, uh, dispo- our disposed, what's it called? Garbage disposal. The thing that spins the and like that, chews food. Yeah, it, it's not working. It hasn't been working for some time, but for whatever reason, it's decided to like not drain. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to wash the dishes in the tub. Weeks of rotting food. Rotten, rotten food. <laughs> Lots of uh, complex feelings there. Yeah. I didn't know that mold could be orange. I didn't either, especially like, neon orange. Like the color of Adderall orange. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was though. You're not wrong. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> God, that was brutal. It's over and dealt with though. And we are better for it. Yeah, our house is nice now. It is. It feels better. So Haley, I have a surprise for you. What's the surprise? I got us a special treat for during the podcast. Yeah. Look what I got for us. They're face masks. I, like, got, us, I got us sheet masks. <laughs> like the, the Hydra Boost ones, like the Hydra Gel. Also, I found out Neutrogena sponsor us, but... Please. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited. And so I got these for us to wear while we record. Oh, I, I love it. I thought that would be fun. Yes. So now we can try and talk, oh God, while we put <laughs> these on. This is going to be so fun. Um, so somehow... We're going to keep the conversation going mm-hmm. while we put these little slimies on our face. I do like a good slimy boy. I know you do. Um, so, Haley, tell me about your week. What's been going on with you? So, I had a really interesting week. I'm going to focus on the good parts because there were a lot of them. I love good parts. I just juiced myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ignoring that. So, I... 
got to go to a lot of live shows this week. Yeah, you did. It was you went to a lot of live shows. Yeah, and it was really incredible. I forgot how great it was to just like be in a crowd feeling music. Uh, to correct you, to be in a mosh pit. One of them was a mosh pit. Um, <laughs> she literally she wakes up one morning looking truly like she had risen from the grave, and. She was, like, at one point during the mosh pit, like, I didn't touch the ground for, like, a solid... How long? Like, 10 seconds. That just sounds so stressful for me. Like, I got stressed out being at a holiday boutique over the weekend because (laughs) there were too many people. I just, like... Something about it is really great. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to plug Goat Whore real quick. Their front man's a sweetheart. Um, (laughs) Just truly. A sweetheart who provided you with a shirt now that says... Fucked by Satan. Yeah, I didn't see the back when I bought it. No, I can't really wear it anywhere unless I have a jacket. Like, but completely sh- forgetting the fact that there's a goat orgy on the front. The um, goat orgy on the front, though, seems to be okay for you. Yeah. Like, that works for you. The goat orgy. But I forgot how great live music was for me and just being with friends and having a great time. I feel I like that. right now with this face mask on, we look like we're wearing another person's skin over our skin. I feel like this is sponge gloss. Uh, is remember, that a science thing? N- remember that episode of SpongeBob? Nope. Where he's like, sponge gloss. Nope. And he glosses himself. Nope. And he looks all slimy and blue. I didn't have cable as a kid. Like, I only had SpongeBob on VHS. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, Love that. Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Like, we're literally just petting ourselves at this point. Yeah, and, like, this is how I feel, like, life would be as a snail, especially since I dropped a bunch of the juice all over myself earlier. I'm just feeling so hydro-boosted. Some some human snail juice. There actually, like, might be snail in this. Oh, please? That stuff is, like, fantastic. You know what I'm talking about? How they have, like, snail creams? Yeah. I don't think that's actually snail, though. Huh. I hope it is. I want to feel more connected to my friends. Although this does have hyaluronic acid, which sounds important. It says it leaves skin supple and hydrated. I mean, I'm about to be supple. You're about to be supple? Supple. And soft. Supple. Deeply hydrates. Quenches skin. Okay, for real now, though, I feel like we we, we sound and look like, um, what's the dude who would wear people's skin? The Buffalo one who Bill. Would... Is that the noise he would make? Oh, that's Hannibal Lecter. Didn't he wear people? Isn't there like some, I think I'm thinking of Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I feel like, like right now. It puts the lotion it. on its skin. I need you to stop. <laughs> I was like, my dad let me watch that movie when I was unreasonably young. I think it explains a lot about me. It does explain a lot about you, if we're being perfectly honest. Um, sick. So you had a great weekend. What did I do this weekend? What did you do this weekend? You had a friend's birthday party? Oh, I did have a friend's birthday party, and I went on, like, a house tour Ooh. of, like, a bunch of Christmassy houses in the area. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. It was pleasant. Like, Christmas cheery? Sure. <laughs> Although the best house had no Christmas decorations, that was pretty dope. It was just fancy? It was super fancy. So that was fun. And then I had a friend's birthday party, which was awesome. Um, And I got to duck out at 10 and go to bed, (laughs) which was, like, perfect on on, um, time for me. Hell yes. I love my bedtime. And then today I've been watching Outlander all day. (laughs) Um, And uh, kids, I know I am super late to this party because they're like on season five right now. 
Um, but holy shit, that slaps. Outlander is so good. I can hear you like hooting and hollering in there. Yeah. When I was in the bathroom earlier. Oh yeah. It's like softcore porn, but like ooh, with a lot okay, of, okay. but with like a lot of, a lot of plot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of plot and there's a lot of buildup. Like ooh. when they find, like they finally fucked for the first time. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like stupid good. It was real good. Real great. Real good. Good stuff. Um, yeah, loving that, loving that a lot. Um, so yeah, that was a fun check-in. Yeah, I enjoyed that check-in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's mosey our way over to some, some to our topic today. Yeah, and we're going to be shooting the shit about platonic relationships. Shit, yeah. So like platonic relationships, that can be like family, friends, basically any friendship. Where you're not doing it. <laughs> Boning physically or emotionally. Making the beast with two backs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Before I dive into that one. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. I... I have now breathed in my coffee and mainlined the caffeine straight to my brain cavity. So I'm ready. How about you? I'm ready. Let's talk about it. Ugh. Where do we want to start? So I guess talking about how recovery can kind of influence slash impact platonic relationships. I've had an experience recently where I've had to stop myself from therapizing and recovery talking my friends. When they're having like, it's so real. And like, I can't do it for my sake and also for their sake. Uh Because that's me expending a lot, a lot of emotional labor. Yeah. And it's also like that whole idea of like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know? And Uh it's like, if I use like a recovery language and recovery mindset on somebody who's not interested, it's honestly kind of paid it's it just it's falling on deaf ears and yeah. it can be kind of patronizing you know it really can yeah it can like piss people off because they're like I'm just here to vent to you like I don't need you to tell me what my part is like I'm not <laughs> looking for that you know but I've with a certain friend of mine we've gotten to a point where you know she'll tell me like hey I could use some help with this versus hey I just need to vent yeah and it's improved our communication a little bit but I still do have to catch myself and not inject that into every conversation. Yeah, because it's hard because, especially with other people, like I can say with my sponsees and like with friends of mine in the program and just friends in general, like I can see so clearly <laughs> like the patterns and and all of that uh, in their behaviors and like what's happening. Uh, and I can't always tell with myself. Like all the time yeah. with myself, I'm just like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but that's the thing too. It's like that unwelcome advice and I have to check myself and it's hard because you just want people to like be doing better mm-hmm. and to like be good and be happy. But it's not within our control. Totally. And it never will be. That's why I've had to make a rule with myself that I'm not allowed to give boy advice anymore. Yeah. <laughs> None of that. But I can. You also com- don't take boy advice. Yeah. <clears throat> I, but I can comfort my friends and be there for them in other ways. Totally. And for me, that's like 
that's been what figuring out what quote unquote holding space is, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just sort of like listening and witnessing to whatever your friend is going through and like needs to be heard through um, and not offering suggestions or solutions. Yeah. You know? Because like, you might feel personally offended if they don't take them or take that path. Well, yeah. And on top of that, if you start offering advice and, and like, unwarranted advice, or even if they ask you and say, like, how do I fix this? Mm-hmm. Like, that still doesn't necessarily mean that you need to, like, dive in, no holds barred. Yeah. Like tell them how to fix it because at the end of the day and I've gone through this so much especially right at the beginning when I started you know working through all this stuff is I would tell them what they should do or what I thought they should do or you know what I thought was wrong with him or with her with their situation blah 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 blah. but at the end of the day like I'm filtering it through my filter yeah and that doesn't always apply to them. Right. And, like, that's not necessarily what's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. And I can't know that because I'm not them. Yeah. You know? And, like, I have a friend who I would, I mean, the her partner now, they are so happy. They're so great together. But they had, like, a really rough start for a lot of different reasons. And I was over here just, like, team, cut them off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he can't treat you like that. Cut him off. Blah, blah, blah. And if she'd listened to me, then she wouldn't have this, like, rich, wonderful relationship now. Yeah. You know? And, like, that is coming from, honestly, if I'm if I'm being, like, really honest, that's coming from a place of me being, like, possessive. Mm-hmm. And not wanting to share my best friend. I've been there. Have you now? Yeah. <laughs> have you now? I've been there with a lot of people, actually. Yeah. Just a lot of them. But, yeah, I feel it. Yeah, and that comes up for me a lot with platonic friendships. Like, personally, I've had my heart broken by platonic friendships far more than I've ever had my heart broken by a guy Mm -hmm. or by, like, a romantic partner. Um, Just because I put so much weight on friendships. Yeah. Um, And truthfully, back before I had recovery, like, I would put an unfair amount of weight on friendships. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I said it in a past episode, I was either, like, a feral cat who wouldn't want to be near you, or I was a parasite. And I, like, took you hostage, you know? Um, And I feel like boundaries are going to come up, like, over and over and over and over again in this podcast. but Because they're so important. Yeah, it's because they're so critical. And, like, that's what that is. That's not having boundaries. That's not knowing where you end and where another person begins. Yeah. Yeah, I've had my feral cat moments. Yeah. But I I think you were there for, you know, this— I think this is most relevant to platonic relationships in my experiences. I'm so excited. You remember that friend who, uh, after I went MIA for a little while— I literally already knew what you were going to say before you started saying it. Yeah. I love it. So I was going through a very hard time at one point, uh, kind of before I got into recovery, where I was pretty much borderline uh, not safe with myself. <laughs> and so I, there was a couple weeks where I just wasn't really responding to texts. And then suddenly I get a novel from this friend about like, you can't treat people like this. Like, I've done so much for you. And, you know, you haven't 
reciprocated. And I just had to like sit back and not address that until I was okay enough to realize like, God, that's toxic. Yeah. Cause it's, and it's also those crazy moments. Like that always makes me feel like my higher power is the way my sponsor puts it, which is so um, just on point is it's like your higher power is holding a mirror up Mm -hmm. for what you used to do. Yeah. You know? So like, I remember the first time I was home for Christmas, like I saw that everywhere, like with my family and with different people. And I'd be like, oh, wow, that's like really passive aggressive and annoying. And I hate that. And I was like, wait a second. That's exactly how I have behaved my whole life. Yeah. You know, I used to be that person who was uh, codependent in friendships and everything had to be reciprocated, reciprocal. Like that's just not quite how it works. Fudge, I've completely lost my train of thought. That's okay, though. That happens to all of us. My skin feels amazing, though. I just took my face mask off. Feels real good. I'm still, like, loving how cold it is. I know. It was, like, all slippy and slimy, and it just kept, like, falling down (laughs) and making my nose itch, so I took mine off. But it feels delightful. Um, But, yeah, and that's the funny thing, too, about platonic relationships is when you get into recovery, like, regardless of whether your recovery is based on a problem you have or based on a problem that a loved one of you, like, and you don't know how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects everything. Yes. Like, it can change so many of your friendships, you know? And truly, and I don't say this to scare anybody, and I hope it's not too scary, but when I got sober, like, I f- found out who my friends were, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and unfortunately a lot of people that I thought were my friends turned out just to be drinking buddies, you know, um, which was really hard because it felt like abandonment, uh, which is a huge trigger. Yeah. Relatable. Uh, yeah. Um, but the other thing that it did is it gave us the opportunity to like fix all the problems in the friendship and like make it even better. Yeah. Like the birthday party I was at last night was for a friend that I had who was seriously affected by my addiction. Yeah. And like, I have gotten to make amends and I have gotten to like regain her trust and rebuild her trust and like show up for her birthday party with a present and whatever she needed me to bring and like be there and be present, you know? Yeah. And I got to do that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Whereas if it had been before, I probably would have showed up drunk and stayed drunk um, and then found whatever else I could find and, (laughs) you know, make it about me. Yeah. And then on her birthday, she would have had to take care of me. And I'm not saying this to like pretend that I would know what happened that's literally happened before. Yeah. And that's so shitty. Yeah, I also had a very strong habit of making everything about me. And since I've been able to address that, and, you know, there are times when it still happens. Um, but for the most part, I have a better handle on it. And <laughs> I'm just vaping under the table right now. But Why I've would noticed- you put me on blast like that? <laughs> I thought it was silly. <laughs> But I've, you know I've, what, kids? Nicotine is all I've got left. <laughs> Nicotine and caffeine. <laughs> and my prescribed antidepressants. Oh, that good shit. 
I've noticed a big like improvement in a lot of my friendships and relationships with my family since I stopped being like me, 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 me. And since I stopped getting every single person involved in my drama and my problems because it made me feel validated. Totally. Yeah. And like, a, and, and needing everyone to know how bad it was in order for it to be real. Yeah. Like I needed people to know how messed up my life was in order for it to be actually messed up. Mm-hmm. And like, I needed it to be messed up because then how could I rationalize staying that miserable? Yeah. And like, and I needed, I needed it to be messed up, not because of me. Yeah. So it was everyone else's fault. Because, like, you needed to avoid that accountability. Yeah. So hard. <laughs> 100%. I wasn't saying you as in you, but, like, no, in but my like general me experience. No, but, me as in yeah. me, for sure. Yeah. Like, that was it. Like, I needed to avoid the accountability. Mm-hmm. Because if I had looked at, and, and that's what it was like, you know? Like, I knew I had a problem way before I did anything. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it out loud, and I wouldn't, like, l- let people know. You know, because then they might hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that. No. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, and yeah, and that's the hard thing too, is it can make some friendships so much better. Like, yeah, I probably wouldn't still have this person in my life if I had kept doing what I was doing. Because, I mean, there were times that I had called her at 8 o'clock in the morning and I was like, I've been up all night. I'm so out of my mind. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't stop. I can't, like literally sitting there on the phone crying to her saying, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. And like making her come pick me up mm-hmm. and like sit with me and babysit me while I came down. Mm-hmm. And while I like w- went through all those shitty feelings of, you know, coming down from a bender. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And I completely made me her problem. And I made me her responsibility because I had no idea how to be responsible for myself. And like, there's no way that I would still have somebody as wonderful as her in my life if it wasn't for this program, you know? Yeah. How's your face feel? Fucking fantastic. I know. I feel like, I'm like, ooh, my skin is quenched. Is this how I felt out of the womb? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. It was probably pretty sticky and definitely a lot louder. (laughs) I don't know. I think you can still get, you can still get loud. Oh yeah. It doesn't take much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other thing, you know, the same way that it can strengthen some friendships, it can also like show you some things about friends that you had been ignoring. Yes. And like you're like literally like the story you just said about the friend that freaked out on you. Yeah. I was wondering why, you know, I was so exhausted going to spend time with that person because I remember they told me at one point, I really like that we've spent every day for the past two weeks together. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's great. And now I'm like, whoa, I was tired all the time. There was a lot of emotional labor going into that because this person was very, very intense. Which is fine. It's fine. But boundaries. Exactly. And they absolutely could not accept the fact that I needed time to myself. Yeah. And that I was going through Alone time meant you didn't love them. Yeah. And I will admit I could have communicated more. Like there were things I needed to take responsibility for that I didn't. Mm -hmm. But you do not have to spend every single day with somebody to be their friend. And I'm glad that I've learned that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And for me, I also realized that like the difference between a friend and somebody who like wants you around because you can give them something. Yes. You know, I feel like um, back before recovery, I very much was like bottom of the barrel kind of a thing. Like I was friends with whoever I could get to stick around, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was no sense of like me. I don't know. Like there was no sense of, of me picking people that like actually bettered me or like surrounding myself with people that made me happy or lifted me up. You know, it was people who would tolerate and encourage my behavior yeah, um, and do it with me. So I wouldn't feel, so I could rationalize it and it wouldn't seem as out of control. Yeah. You know? Can I share a fun little exercise? Love an exercise. That I heard about and also talked to my therapist about today. Love it. So regarding self-worth in, this could be in any relationship, platonic, romantic. You know, you think about what qualities in yourself make you a good friend or a good partner? Mm -hmm. And I know I would say I'm really compassionate. I give a lot of love. I give a lot of time. Like I pay a lot of attention and I'm very observant. Like all of these things, they're all things that I can do for other people that I think makes me a good person and not actual qualities about myself that people may see in me. Wow. I didn't say I'm creative, I'm artistic, like... Yeah, it's all things things that are service. Yes. And that was a huge thing for me. Whoa, you just blew my mind. Isn't it? Like, I have chills right now. Yeah. No, that blows my mind because that's literally what it was like. Mm Mm-hmm. Is I kept men around by fucking them really well. And I kept friends around by, you know, co-signing their bullshit. And, uh, you know, encouraging their bad behavior and, and... just, I, I kept people around and nursing their hangovers and like doing yeah. things. Like I literally left work once I was at work and a friend called me and said their car broke down and I took my lunch break at work and went to go get this person. Mm-hmm. This person was like an acquaintance. Like we were like somewhere between like acquaintance and friends, Yeah, you know, but they knew that I would do it. Yeah. Because that was my reputation. And I thought that made me a good person. I thought that made me a good friend. But really what it is, is it's this core belief inside me that I'm not good enough to stick around for. So therefore I need to do things that Mm -hmm. make me, I I need to make myself important enough and necessary enough that you want me around. Yeah. Yeah. That concept really blew my entire dating and sex life out of the water you know, thankfully I didn't have a lot of friends that I had that kind of intera- that kind of like interaction with. My mind is like honestly super fucked yeah, up right it now. Completely restructured the way I think about myself. Let's do this exercise. Yes. Let's do it okay. right now. Live right on now. the podcast. Let's do three or five. Okay. Um should we do three or five? Let's challenge ourselves and do five. Okay. Okay. So five things. hmm Do we want to go like you and then me and then you and then me? Yes. Okay. That way we don't have to come up with five, like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Okay. Um, You start, because you probably did this in therapy, and so you already have a couple Hmm. in the bank. So I am very creative. You are. We have your art all over this house, (laughs) and I I get compliments on it when people come over. Aw. Okay, you go. Oh, God, I forgot I was next. Um, (laughs) I 
See, and my instinct is to be like, I'm very nurturing, but right? that's an act. Right? Um, I am very funny. Yes, you are. <laughs> you make me bust my gut at least once a day. <laughs> okay, your turn. Wait, um, I'm very passionate. That's true. Um, I am very... God, I want to say, like, good listener. Like, it's so hard. <laughs> um, I... Oh, I'm reliable. Oh, you, does that not count? I think it's... Is it something that's more for yourself? I don't know. Like, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah. I, I guess like that can be... Still, a, I think it's... I think it's... It is leaning a little bit into service. Oh, God. Um, I... I want to say thoughtful, but that's a service. <laughs> Not necessarily. That's true. Um, I know how to say no for the most part. I'm not perfect at it, but I've gotten better at it. Hell yes. All right. Um, why did you pick five? Because <laughs> this is hard. It's so hard. We've done two. Okay, keep going. Um, I am very... I'm observant. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, I'm really good at fixing things. Like, like, like mechanically things. Hell yeah, you are. Like, I'm a MacGyver. <laughs> Truly, guys, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast yet, but I literally locked myself out of the house while I was walking the dog. Um, <laughs> and so I found a Frisbee that was in the gutter, and I cracked it in half, and I used it, like, the way you would break into a house with a credit card. Um Side note, I know how to break in a house. <laughs> she taught me. I did. I taught you. Um, but I, and I cracked this Frisbee in half and used it to break into the house. Fuck yes. Like, I'd pick me for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a really, I am a really good fixer, creative problem solver. Yes. All right. Um, oh, I have another one in the bank. I really, really love, like, frogs and lizards. <laughs> I think that's a really cool thing about me. Honestly, it's, I, it's, I don't understand it. I'm obsessed with them. I don't understand it, they but just, I respect it. They make me so happy. Mm-hmm. I love looking at weird little creatures. Mm-hmm. I love appreciating little things. Mm-hmm. Their tiny little bodies have like little nervous systems. That's crazy. And they just hop around and like look at you funny when you're getting <laughs> into your car and you're like, hey, what's up, dude? No, that's just you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I okay. love it. Okay, I have this next one on in the bank. Mm-hmm. I... Have a huge imagination. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the best. I do. I have a huge do. imagination. Um, yeah. All right. Are we on number five? I think this is four. Um, I love learning new things. You do love. You do love learning new things. She got hype. I bought a new bed frame recently, and me and her. I mean, so this puts two of our things together. Yeah. So she figured out how to build the bed, and then I we both like used our strengths together to build a bed, and it was really satisfying because in the comments of where I bought the bed from, it was there was like some dude that was like, "Put aside eight hours. This will take you forever." We <laughs> did it in like two and a half hours. And we had a blast doing it. Girl power. <clears throat> okay, last one. I have great taste in music. You do. <laughs> Emma shows me bangers all the time. I but do. I would have never found otherwise. I do. I, I literally will do music halls and I'll just like go on Spotify or go anywhere and I'll just like pick new playlists or like put a song that I like in and do like a radio. Yeah. So it'll play songs sort of similar and I'll just like lay there and listen. And I find... 
bangers. <laughs> like Sigrid or Singrid or whatever her name is. Yeah. She's like starting to blow up now. Like I heard one of her songs in a rate in like a car commercial. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I listened to her for like a year. It makes me really happy. This was such a great and wholesome exercise. I know. I hope that wasn't boring for you guys. <laughs> it's hard. And like me as a person who's been doing this for two plus years and like Haley's been doing this for a couple months now, but like actively doing it and like really putting all of your effort into it. Like yeah. it's obvious. Oh, that makes me feel so happy. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's hard. Um and I, it, I still couldn't rattle them off off the top of my head. Yeah. Coming up with five things about me that aren't acts of service. Mm-hmm. That was dope. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, feel I like- love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing to touch on that I think is super important is something that I learned recently not recently, but in recovery, which is that like, I get to pick who I want to be friends with. Oh yes. Isn't that crazy? Like it's wild. I don't have to be friends with everybody. Now that doesn't mean I get to be an asshole to people. Exactly. Yeah. Important distinction. I don't need to be best friends with everybody. That's something like I would have never, ever, ever realized without recovery. Yeah. Like I get to pick who knows intimate things about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like sex intimate, although sure that's part of it, yeah. but like intimate, like my childhood and like traumas and m- my favorite things and my biggest fears. Like I get to choose what people are in my close circle. Yeah. Um, and that is a huge blessing. And I've literally learned it's like dating, but like with friends you know? And like, I can meet somebody and I can hang out with them a couple times and be like, "Mm, I've seen some red flags. I don't think this is going to work for me. And like, that's okay. Yeah. That's, it's been the greatest gift. Yeah. Love that for us. Love that for you. (laughs) It's my favorite song. Oh, this has been a really good episode. Oh, I love it. I feel like uplifted now. Me too. I feel supple and soft. I feel supple and soft on the outside from the face mask and supple and soft on the inside from that wonderful exercise. Oh, that was so good. Say thanks to Stephanie for me. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Uh, That was awesome. Uh, Well, do you want to conclude with some gratitudes? Yes, I do. What are you grateful for? I am just very, very grateful. I know I mentioned this Uh, earlier in the episode, but I love live music and I love live music with friends. Uh, Shout out to Madion on his Good Faith tour. I felt like I was in a church that was like made for me. A satanic church? Oh no, this this wasn't going horror. This was like some really just intensely beautiful and uplifting. I know that feeling. EDM and I was jumping up and down with my friends and it was loud and the visuals were incredible and I didn't care about anything else because it was a space where I was allowed to just not know. <sighs> you were like truly present. I was truly present. And I had to remind myself a couple of times to come back to my body because they're, you know, somebody who recently kind of broke my heart a little bit in the crowd, like two feet away from me. Uh, shout out. I had to come back. And- <laughs> I had to come back into my body and really enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. With, you know, my friends arm and arm dancing together. And, and, like, how incredible is that, though, that you were able to, like, be present enough and, and like, 
basically do a body scan right there in the middle of an EDM show yeah, and be like, okay, where am I? I'm safe. I'm happy. I'm with people I love. Yeah. And I, I made some new friends and- Loved new friends. Loved it. And we went, we got lost in the casino afterwards and went and got coffee at, you know, our favorite little coffee place downtown. And it was like, went and saw the lights at this beautiful hotel. Just truly present and loving moments with really close friends. That's and that, so beautiful. It reminded me like what I'm here for. <gasps> I'm so grateful for my adorable cat who is currently monopolizing the dog bed. Oh, he's so um, And I'm also grateful for my mug that looks like my cat. <laughs> I never put that together until you said it. And on the inside it says, are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> he's got his little paws crossed. I know, he's sitting like a little prince. Little dainty little I man. I love him. Oh, I'm also grateful because every night this weekend he has fallen asleep like spooning my head oh. like a halo. Um, and his purrs are truly the best <laughs> sleeping aid. They are thunderous, but in a very peaceful way. I love it. He's a little good boy. Little nose. <laughs> no, he's so perfect. I love him. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week, y'all. Recovery isn't for people who need it. It's not even for people who want it. It's for people that do it. If you're interested in recovery, please seek it out at a local level in your area. We promise it'll be there waiting for you. It works works if you work work it. it. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. 